0: Well, welcome back to the Spoken D Podcast with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. Hi there, Matt. Afternoon. Well, oh, I put on a little bit of bright color here. I <laughs> thought it would not be all drab gray today. <laughs> so, hey, it's spring. We got a little bit of nicer weather out there. So, uh, that's a good thing for everybody, I think.
1: Right. Maybe, uh, well, we haven't talked about this one, but maybe
0: seasonal affective disorders on the the fall. and. Uh, yeah, I actually just had a... Uh, a uh, nursing task uh, earlier today, said, asking from a patient, well, could I stop using my 10,000 lux like now now that it's spring? So I said, well, at next appointment, I'll talk with them <laughs> about that because uh, it all depends on the patient. But uh, we can have an, all, an entire episode about that. But uh, uh, what sort of, you know, so we sort of come up with topics on the fly, and I have had some conversations this week, and we've talked about integrated care, but Mm -hmm. this was sort of a more specific thing so more places are popping up i'll say that uh deliver one aspect of uh, behavioral health care they might be uh do tms only ketamine treatments only or very specific treatments but uh the rest of your care go to somebody else for the mental health med med management and all that and this isn't just mental health this is specialty wide
1: right there's Various specialties, they want to focus into one area of their specialty. Right. right? So your your care gets fragmented between multiple locations and providers and uh, multiple visits
0: across the, <laughs> the, right. the so community, I, right? So I was talking with uh, uh, some powers that be about that. And, you know, when you talk about dealing with Somebody's like uh, for TMS, treatment-resistant depression is the most common use of that, right? Mm -hmm. That's FDA-approved. And you're coming to a location just to get TMS, but they're not talking about the rest of your care, whether it's the therapy, the med management, and all that. Uh, How effective is that for the the patient? And I think there's some concerns about that, that uh, if that's all you're providing – <clears throat> and just sending the notes back, are you really addressing the entire aspects of that person's depression and the other things that are going on mm-hmm. for them? So,
1: question to start off, because I feel like we're about to go down a path. Because I was not prepared. He sprung this on me after we hit no, the No, I just thought about that
0: when I sat down in this chair, because I said, you had 10 minutes to come up with a topic. <laughs> you didn't come up with a topic, so first thing in my brain is what comes out. Right. <laughs> so, I feel like
1: we're going to go down the path of... uh standalone specialty subspecialty right tms ketamine those things why is it not talked about so much if your subspecialty is med management or therapy that you're standalone doing the standard care of medicine right if you're only doing med management people don't say oh you're a standalone uh, startup that's not doing full care they tend to direct that if you're doing the more specialized care within the specialty. And is there a reason that standalone med management is not looked at in the same way as standalone TMS or standalone ketamine or or those type of things?
0: Well, from, I mean, we can get into a pure dollar perspective. (laughs) I think that's one thing when you do some of these higher level services, they are costly, so is the add-on value doing it at a single site location while the rest of the care is being done somewhere else in a different um, organization. Uh, How effective is that in the final way? Is that um, treating the whole patient? And is that coming out um, when, like, an insurance company is looking at effective care for that patient Mm -hmm. and that patient population? Um, I think just for, for years now you've had therapists often in groups on their own and and, you know the you know psychiatrists or whether it's um, nurse practitioners and sort of little groups on their own and so that is not integrated care right right so uh, but what I believe you would hear a lot of uh, folks who believe in the best model is if you can get it all under one roof so to speak one organization uh, that does help, but we ought, we have this great need in psychiatry behavioral health that we're having a trouble just finding people to fill that need. So when that happens, you sort of create this va- space where, well, the important thing is that we just get these people seen. So now everybody can go on their own. And with telehealth, hey, you don't even need to shop, right? <laughs> so um, you just open up your... Uh, You don't need brick and mortar. (laughs) You just open up a place in your house and you do it over um, that way. Mm -hmm. But then that leads to a lack of integrated care unless you have pretty close connections and communication back and forth across those ways. Yeah. Yeah, I just find it interesting that there's
1: generally not messaging to the the care everyone receives, right? Because when you talk about these... Uh, specific services, it tends to be a, a minority population within the whole specialty that gets them, at least currently, because of uh, regulations about who who it qualifies on insurance. But there's, I don't see a lot of talk to the 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 big clinic that only does med management. Well, why don't you integrate with these other things, right? It's always the the TMS clinic. They're told, well, why don't you go do more? It's rarely are they going to the big management centers, so to speak, or therapy centers, and saying, "Why don't you do more?" It's an
0: interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a very difficult thing to pull off. I think uh, everybody has talked about behavioral health integrated care. Um, great idea, very difficult to make it happen. From a, you know, from an organizational perspective, from a business perspective. Uh, trying to keep everybody happy since it has been uh a lot of those things have been disparate in their own little silos over the years Mm -hmm. uh it is just not an easy task to pull off and then you add pharmacy on top of that you add primary care into the mix and they all are so different Mm -hmm. you know it's not like you're just adding on another part of one specialty even You're trying to make all these different systems work, different billing things work. The way just you know an appointment in behavioral health might go versus the appointment in primary care might go. Mm -hmm. How often do people come back? There's just all these things to uh, take into account of. And uh, as you know from us working on this, it's it's very very difficult (laughs) to put it, make it work, and make it work smoothly. Yeah, and then. Just the way it is right now, in the insurance companies, though they talk about that, they don't really support it. And a lot of the money being out there, grant money, goes to some of your nonprofit community, community centers, which can be very good. But we know in cases where they're not able to provide the behavioral health support. Mm-hmm. So then we're trying to provide that on the side while they're doing the primary care. And uh, so it's what we want to have happen is not logistically possible sometimes
1: right so where did you want it because my brain's going off on a million no you go wherever you want i
0: just gotta start
1: (laughs) so you were were thanked for doing the the integrative care approach right versus oh you just opened up a tms clinic down the road and you're Focusing on TMS. Yeah.
0: Right? A verbal a verbal a thank verbal you, thank but that you. doesn't necessarily parlay into uh, you know, let's develop this concept and mm-hmm. and and make sure that, that it's a go. Yeah.
1: So from because this was an insurance company that thanked you. And I wouldn't
0: say uh, thank me, thanked our organization. I mean, you know, that and that's just really important, folks. It takes uh it's amazing how many different types of people and personalities. And we're not just talking about providers, you know, IT support, which we have in here, administration, you have to have people on the phone talking with authorization folks, uh, people working with people in the community. I mean, it, it, it takes a full integrated back team to make something like that even possible, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it takes a a lot of finances to put that together. Uh, and it takes a lot of people who believe in that concept, because it's stress- <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful to do, yeah, right, but uh you have to really want to, to help people in that mm-hmm. way, and it has to be a passion and yeah. get, you have to get the right people on board, so yeah, they were thinking they were just that person who said that was pretty impressed with the overall organization that was able to put that together so from from your
1: perspective, this is where my, I start going down the business round that's that's <laughs> where my brain's built, right? Why do you think it's in, from insurance they are so excited to have the integrated care model versus the segmented care model? I don't think it's just
0: insurance. I think it's just uh, <clears throat> well, I know there's people more look at health care in in general. Well, you know, it's like looking at the goal, I mean, the hope, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, will it increase compliance, one's uh, physical health illness? Will it uh, help um, address social determinants of health? Uh, Will it improve somebody's overall care? So both mentally, physically, functionally out in the world – they are doing better, both as an individual and as a population. So, in the long run and the short run, are you saving? Mm-hmm. You know, in the short run, are you saving hospitalizations, um, ER visits, mm-hmm. urgent care visits, uh, people running out of their meds? Uh, in the long run, are you helping prevent things like heart disease, hypertension, uh, type two diabetes, which is running rampant in our society? And are you able to address some of these things and catch them? Earlier, You know, do some of that preventive type of things where you're able to um, look at some of these things and because you see the whole of the patient, you're able to put some of those things into action. Now, that what that takes is sometimes insurance company willing to invest in, hey, we'll pay for this. We're not sure if it's going to be a payoff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're willing to look and see if it is going to be a, a payoff because everybody wins.
1: Yeah, because the... the the thought process i have right is a a little different right there you're on step two in my mind right step one is is are the resources being utilized correctly because if if everything is segmented then everyone's incentivized to use their service line not necessarily what's best for the patient right if if you're a TMS clinic patient, you better have TMS patients, or you don't have a business, right? So, are they better off on an injection or med management? Maybe, but you're only talking to them about TMS,
0: or maybe all right. of them.
1: So, right? Or all? Are yeah. there certain ones that need all of them? So, if you're in, and we're saying TMS, but ketamine or other other specialties, if you're only doing one thing. And that's all you want to talk to the patients about and that's all your advertising. That's all your yeah. your verbiage, right? It's not a, a whole patient approach. It's a one treatment line approach.
0: Yeah. So this is where people like me have a hard time with business people with that type of thinking. Okay. And that but this is this is where it comes, no, right? No, 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 I know, but this no. is true. Uh I can't care about step one. hmm I will never get to step two and three and four. So that means uh There'll be failures along the way, things not paid for along the way because insurance and other folks have not caught up. But we can never move the needle if we're stuck in your area trying to solve. Step. I understand people need to do that. Well, I'm not saying this is what we're trying to do. I'm saying this is, I think, insurance's
1: concern. No, I agree. Because you look at a lot of the, the startups, right, of TMS standalone.
0: Yeah. They're
1: investor-owned, not necessarily doctor-owned. So then, the yeah. I mean, this happened with some of the telehealth companies, right? Their metrics are not necessarily uh, best patient care driven. They're highest dollars out driven, right? So it's well, a,
0: they're hoping to some degree. They're both. I mean, we're not here to throw no, everybody but it's on the uh, bus. But
1: but from a patient perspective, I think understanding that business models do impact what you hear about. That's true. Is it, where you go is going to influ- influence what you're told about your care and the more integrated the approach is the more you're gonna hear about integrated options
0: yeah I mean that's why we have research right we're able to access things that aren't even available yet right. in the market or the possibility I mean some of those are double-blind placebo-controlled but more of them are having open-label components of them so yeah. you know. if you
1: go to somewhere who doesn't offer research the likelihood your docs gonna to talk to you about research is
0: Minimal. isn't it interesting if you're in cancer oncology that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true because that um they have it down so in most places that uh that it's just expected that trials are known right mm-hmm. and that you get those patients into those types of trials but in majority of things like uh psychiatry, um, behavior health, mental health, whichever you want to put it, that's not necessarily the case. Same with uh, primary care, probably mm-hmm. not the case. So um, Really not the case in pediatrics, I hear. <laughs> probably not the case in pediatrics, no. So, um, so yeah, so when you're, and you know, there's a lot of standalone research companies too, right? Mm-hmm. That's all they do. They do research yep. studies. They don't, they, you're either in the research study or you're, you're out and good luck if you're out. So, um so, yeah, it takes, uh, uh, if you're going to do that sort of specialized thing like we're, we're trying to do, I'm, I'm really not, I don't think every place is going to do that. It takes a lot to invest in that. So I think you always have some of your standalone. But I do think that uh, just like we talk about value-based care, well, what are you paying for in value-based care? Shouldn't you sort of do some research of what can you do in an integrated care model and see if it what works and what doesn't work and that that would that takes uh you know the insurance company has to take a chance on that
1: yeah because what's the the missing resource today right this is what i've been thinking about on the fly so as a patient you're like we're trying to build you a house right and there's different approaches to building a house the big one being are you going to own every part of it or are you going to hire a contractor so you only have to talk to one person? All right? Are you going to are you going to figure out the whole process, draw the blueprints, figure out all the subcontractors to hire and drive it? If that's the case then you are interested in the standalone model where you're going to figure out what care you need, who you're going to go to, but you have to own your own care. Integrated approach is we're going to have a contractor over all these sub contractors, sub-departments, sub-specialties, to try and bring you – we're going to manage that to bring you the best answer. Mm-hmm. But no one's paying for the contractor today. Nonprofits get paid for the contractor. They get the government grants to put in the administrative draft to drive the integrated model. Insurance is not interested in paying for someone to oversee your care to drive you to the best
0: right. option. Yeah. Right?
1: Integrated, we don't get paid any different than the standalones but it's a much more administrative-heavy burden to do that.
0: Well, I just think a a very – you know, we were talking about TMS, so just a couple of specific examples about that, and that's being able to – a person who's on Medicare, Mm -hmm. they should be able to go to any state in the country and meet the same qualification uh, parameters for TMS. Mm -hmm. But, folks, I mean, this is interesting for – uh, TMS for depression, transcranial magnetic stimulation, and, and it is FDA approved for everything, but let's just talk about that. Your ability as somebody on Medicare to be able to get that approved by insurance all depends on what state you live in. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some states that you uh, need to fail two medicines. That's it. You get to do TMS. Uh Other states, you have to fail two medicines, and you have to do six sessions of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Other states, it's something else. So, I mean, Medicare is the national program. Yeah. But they have these things for some things called local coverage determination. So it depends what region you live in. And that region, the insurance company that supports that region, gets to decide whether they have more stringent criteria than the standard criteria. I mean, it's just – or – you know, and this I understand local government control, uh, state control, but you can go to our neighboring states, and if you're on Medicaid, you can get TMS approved. Mm-hmm. In Nebraska, it's not on the formulary. We have no option to get that approved, but where we might be able to save hospitalizations for folks or mm-hmm. other things. So just that simple level of things is not even. You know, we can't even get that. Sort of on the same playing field. So to think that we're going to get into the integrated care and get that into a playing field, so it's, you know, it's very challenging. It's very interesting, but the concept is very difficult to implement and there's many barriers. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a non profit, not for profit organization, there's even more barriers to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
1: the the thought out there around integrated care is well you have med management you have tms just put them in the same building and it's no additional work right you know, there's the work there there's the work there just put them together and they they just happen the same
0: oh that happened, then there there would not be right. standalone tms centers right but everything you <laughs> every time you put something together and you want them to
1: work together now you have to have a way a process for them to work together right and that's the uh, the underfunded part of this drive in our society today to get to integrated is there's no assistance in developing the models to support the integration when they happen.
0: So I guess we hit a little bit of a hot button for us today. <laughs> so uh, it's really not we don't need to go on about it. So we thank you for tuning in to the Spoken D podcast today, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you very much.